We good? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. Do, 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 do. One, two. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a whole new year, and it's time for another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Your man Noel Sosa, so blessed and glad to be back with the gang. Gang, I've got my man, the Hurricane in the building. What's up, Fernando? What's going on, Noso? What's going on, Ivory? Man, I hope everybody have uh, had a, a great holiday season. Yeah. Hope everybody's enjoying the new year. That's right. You know, the early part. You know, we've uh, already getting off to a good start. <laughs> hey, listen. Already getting off to a good start. I was going to say it, man. We had one of the most amazing boxing years in recent memory last year, and it seems like the boxing world... Uh, just has not let its foot off the gas. A lot to talk about on today's show. And we are excited to have my man Ivory Towns from the Whatever You Say podcast join us for today's episode. Ivory, welcome back, my brother. What's going on, fellas? Happy New Year. Let's get a good one in. First show of the 24th season. Glad to be here, man. Let's do this, man. Let's oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. It's time to go ahead and get in here and... Uh, let these punches fly, man, or at least, you know, let's talk about it a little bit. <laughs> man, listen, I want to jump right in here because there was a lot to uh, to cover, including a big fight happening this weekend, one that I'm really looking forward to, by the way. Uh, but I, I just want to jump in here uh, with, with something that made news just a couple of days ago uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, we were informed that there's another big heavyweight fight on the horizon. Of course, we're all looking forward to Tyson Fury. Uh, versus Alexander Usyk uh, happening in the month of February. But it looks like March is now taking shape. Uh, and again, this is another one happening in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It looks like we are going to get AJ, Anthony Joshua, his next opponent, none other than Francis Ngannou. Uh, a little surprised to hear about this, just me personally. Uh, but I, I, I just want to go ahead and say, I'm not mad about it. But, but uh, Fernando, let's start with you, man. What are your thoughts, man, your initial reaction? AJ's getting back in the ring. Looks like he's going to be taking on the guy who gave Tyson Fury nightmares, gave him fits uh, in the, you know, former UFC heavyweight champion, Francis Ngannou. I think, you know, for, for Anthony Joshua, this is a good opportunity to stay busy. Mm -hmm. What we've been talking about before, activity, activity. Right. Uh, he's fighting a guy that made Tyson Fury look pretty terrible. Um, for my liking, I wish the fight would have taken place somewhere in Africa just because it's, you know, two African warriors. Absolutely. You know, they can do it in Cameroon, Nigeria. They can fill up a soccer stadium over there. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not mad about it, you know, being in Saudi Arabia. I know there's a lot more money there, and, you know, they're going to make a pretty good penny there. <laughs> they're going to make some great <laughs> money, sure. man. You know, one of the biggest fights involving a no-one-one fighter. <laughs> but, uh, That's right. But, hey, you know what? Francis Ngannou, he's shocked us before, and uh, you know what? You know Let's see what he can do with 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 Joshua. You know, with, with a very active Joshua, a motivated Joshua. You know, let's see how uh, his psyche holds up against uh, this guy. Who mentally, he's, I th I would say he's probably one of the most mentally strong fighters I've seen. You Absolutely, know, and, and that's just in all combat sports, not just you know boxing. He's one of the most mentally tough fighters I've ever seen. It, which is interesting, right? Because that's been the big knock on AJ since the loss to Ruiz. How is he yeah. mentally? And and so very interesting dynamic and quite a matchup just physically, too. I mean, you got two guys who are basically built the same here, uh, getting ready to get in there and get it on. Uh, Ivory, what are your, what's your reaction to hearing that Anthony Joshua is going to be taking on Francis Ngannou? Uh, it shows me that Ngannou is pretty serious, you know, and he's going to take advantage of his name. 
and 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 his ability to cut in front of the into the front of the line, you know, and get those big fights. Um, and you know, that's a that's a good look for him. I I, I don't I don't it, it, the the old school pride of boxing we're we're losing that man. It, you know, it, it's I said this last time. There's money over legacy right now. You know, all all the your name, your record, kind of who you fought. It really it doesn't matter anymore. And and it's and guys are going for the bread and. You know, I guess Ngannou's kind of trying to take it serious, and he's going for the money at the same time. So, hats off to him. Um, it, it'll be nice to see if he what kind of improvement he shows, and and also if if Anthony Joshua is off of this kind of doubt route, this doubt train that we've been having for him for all these years, and and if he goes in there and takes care of business and looks like a real boxer, I guess. That'll help towards that, but uh, it, it's it's good for Ngannou. You know, it shows that he ain't no punk. He's I'll, not running from the smoke. So we'll see what happens, man. I, I, you know, that's a great take, right? And, and and my thing is this: I think, I, look, I think Francis earned the right for another big fight like this. I, I, honestly, I didn't think he earned the right to face Tyson Fury, but the way things played out, I think he now at least yeah. deserves another, you know, opportunity kind of like this. You know, real interesting. That, uh, that, that, again, this is Anthony Joshua here. Because Anthony Joshua, a completely different beast from Tyson Fury. Um, you've got a guy who, again, very athletic, muscular, and can move very fluidly when he wants to, when he's got the confidence to do it. Anthony Joshua is a very scary guy. I mean, listen, I think uh, his performance against Otto Wallin was outstanding. I, I, you know, I'm not saying 10 out of 10, but I gave him an A, right? I gave him an A rating uh, because it was the most confident uh, that I've seen AJ look since he's been going through this, you know, rebuilding phase, if you will. Again, new Traver, Ben, ben Davidson. I guess that's still, oh, do we know where are we at on that? Uh, Is he well, sticking with Ben Davidson? What's going on there? I mean, if I were him, I'd stick with Ben Davidson because yeah. he looked really sharp his last fight. But we have but, no official but I'm, word, I'm, right? I'm no official word. You know, we can always find out here as we go along. But, uh, you know, what I what I like about Anthony, Anthony Joshua right now is that he's staying active. He's, you know, he's taking, uh, he's improved. He's gonna, if you stay active, you're going to improve, you know, one fight at a time. And when you're rebuilding, especially someone who's rebuilding his, 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 his mental, uh, his psyche, uh, activity helps. It ain't nothing like some activity. And, you know, I think it paid some dividends with Walling because he looked really sharp. He had given Tyson Fury everything he can handle. And, you know, Anthony Josh, Joshua looked very sharp. He looked a little bit more like AJ than right. we were used to. And so I think that's kind of the, the right um, the right trajectory for his career right now. And Ganu, I think it's another step in that direction. It's a tune-up fight for me. For, it, it's what Tyson Fury should have done. Right. And uh, I think it's a tune-up fight, but it's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's a cash grab. It's in Saudi Arabia. Right. It's going to be a big spectacle, I'm pretty sure. Historically, you know, it's been done before. Yeah, and and, and Ngannou, you know, uh, if anything we learned from the Tyson Fury fight, even though it should be these things, don't sleep on the guy. Take him serious at least. Yeah, for sure. He's got a punch. He's got a big punch. And, you know, on any given, like we saw with Fury, on any given night he can put anybody on their ass. And and how about this for activity? Uh, Fernando makes a great point here. Uh, You know, Ivory, what do you think about it? Because, listen, Joshua, AJ, fought three times last year uh, in 2023 and will be fighting quarter one. Of 2024. I mean, this guy's staying active. Yeah, three months. Yeah, yeah. He's staying busy. And 
and you're right, it's good for him. And like I said, this, you know, this kind of this this phase that he was in and his career was kind of kind of in the balance there for a minute. Uh, last year was a good year for him. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm sounding like the old guy, get off my lawn, but really it just, you know, it's a showing and a tip of the cap to the MMA athletes and, and guys like Nganu who could work their way into that space and get that type of action and get that type of money. This is just, it's just perfect timing now that you got the Saudis involved. So, uh, now it's good for Joshua to, to, to get this action and, We'll see what he does with it. He should take care of business. I mean, right. Let, let's talk about that for just a quick second here. We won't spend too much time on this. This fight was just announced. Obviously, as we get closer, we will, you know, break down the fight, analyze it a little bit deeper. But, you know, you know, knee-jerk reaction, you know, when a fight gets announced, what are your initial thoughts? How do you see this thing working? Like I said, this is just our initial thoughts as this fight has been announced this week uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, Fernando, I mean, what are you saying? What's happening here? Well, so my initial thought was, you know, and, and let me go back to the Fury. I thought he was going to get stopped. It was going to be an early night. I thought Fury was not going to play with his money. Uh, obviously, he did not give a damn about his money. <laughs> he did not give a damn about himself. Right. And he made Ngannou look a whole lot better boxing-wise than what I think he really is. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think Anthony Joshua is going to be very smart. I think he's going to watch that, that fight tape of the Fury fight. I think he's going to box. I think he's going to be... Uh, smart, he's going to play smart, play it safe, he's going to box behind a jab, use his boxing abilities. And I think he's going to just go the route of trying to wear Nganu out. Because if you saw in the Fury fight, Nganu got pretty tired, and those were the rounds that he was losing, where he was not doing much of anything. And I think Anthony Josh was going to take advantage of that. I think he's going to use his boxing abilities. And then once I think once he wears him out, I think that's when he's going to start attacking. But I don't think he'll attack early on. I think he's going to be smart on this one. Uh, I, th I think that'd be a, a very good game plan. Uh, for Anthony Joshua, again, you know, <laughs> well, I, I got something else to add to this conversation, but just to give my take real quick. Yeah, right. Initial reaction. Anthony Joshua, I think, is on the upward trend in Ganu. Looked really good in that fight uh, with Tyson Fury. I think it's going to be a bit of a, a different situation for him. He's going to be in there with an elite striker, you know, uh, in Anthony Joshua. Because listen, when Anthony when Anthony throws, he goes, you know, and 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 I think that's something uh, that Francis has never seen before. Even though he fought Tyson Fury, uh, again, the version of Tyson Fury that he got that matters. Um, and I think AJ should take care of business. And I think that's the right game plan, Fernando. I think he, if you were in his corner, you're giving him the right advice, right? Get in there, wear him down, take him to the later rounds, and then take him out. Uh, that's kind of how I see things going initially. Uh, Ivory, how about you, man? Just kind of your initial thoughts here as, as this fight has been announced. How do you think that's going to play out? Let me ask this. Say, say Nganu, say he gets wiped out. Does he, does he keep trying? Does he does he kind of keep does he go down the tier in boxers and keep kind of challenging guys or is this just kind of a, a taste of the month and he's going to get get in what he can get out of it and, and, and get out of there? I'll be I'll be interested with that. And then for uh, Joshua's side, like same thing with boxers. If Joshua goes out here and wipes them out, you know, does it set a new precedent? Do boxers even give these guys a shot? You know, do they even take these guys serious? I, I think each time we get an MMA guy to come in there and do what Ngannou did to Fury, that further just keeps our interest going of can the MMA guy come in here and really take care of business? It, it, it's almost kind of a shame, really, 
uh, Fernando as a trainer. I mean, I, I, I bet it's somewhere there's somebody that's kind of frustrated that these MMA guys are coming in here and even getting that type of pub. So I'll, I'll be interested. It'll be, it's kind of, it's kind of a Hatfield and McCoy thing going on right now. I think Anthony Joshua should put it down for the boxers and really wipe this guy out and get him up out of there and, and, and quit, quit allowing these guys to feel the confidence to even stepping into ring with, with real dedicated boxers. Well, well, you know, I mean, until the Nganu Fury fight, I think that was pretty much the standard case. I mean, I think you did have one incident where, you know, Chavez Jr. got got beat by uh, Anderson Silva yeah. in a match. But, right. but we don't even want to get started on Chavez Jr. Uh, you know, yeah. and I'm not trying to kick a guy while he's down. I know he's going through some pretty tough stuff. Yeah. Even recently in the news, yeah. getting rested again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, but, 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 you know, I think traditionally, listen, uh, if an MMA guy comes over to boxing, He's 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 really fighting an uphill battle, and in the vice versa as well too, man. If a boxer goes into an octagon or a cage, he's fighting the uphill yeah, battle. I yeah. mean, it, that's kind of how things are generally supposed to work, and that's pretty much played out that way, with its exceptions, of course, right? There's yeah. always an exception, um, but it, but it's interesting. And again, I think the true answer why this continues to happen, Ivory. I think both of your points that you made just go back to the same answer if there's money there uh it can happen there's money man for sure money and then if you if you a real box you know he's looking at it like this should be easy you know this is an easy 10 15 20 whatever it is you know yeah. um but you know at the tail tyson fury that you know so but as long as they keep tiptoeing and and as long as we keep getting some Ngannou and tyson furies and these things will continue to happen and that money will be continue to be spent in, in, in Saudi. I tell you what, Vegas better do something. They better add another water park or something, but they about to, they want, they, they lose a lot of money right now. <laughs> no, and I was going to say, you know, what I'll say about Anthony Joshua is that, you know, all, all the questions about his mentality aside, he is very disciplined when he trains, he's not going to pull a, a Tyson Fury. And so he, he will show up uh, in shape. He's going to show up uh, ready to go. And I think he he'll be okay. a lot better at, at sticking to his game plan. Now, but I do want to answer the question. You know, if Nganu gets wiped out, well, you know, it just there'll be another MMA guy that's going to step up because right now those type of fights, crossover fights, have appeal. Again, it goes back to the money. It goes it goes back to the money. And historically, this is not the first time it happens. I mean, it's right. just we're now in, in an age where you know social media kind of dictates a lot of things, and uh, you know people ask the, ask the questions. You know, who would win between this guy? In, in boxing and who would win in, in from this guy in the UFC and so you just it's kind of a they're more publicly more public if uh, they're more out there if you will two two things I want to ask and I, I don't want to extend this topic too much longer but but it may be here but I, I there's something I want to ask and I'm curious about uh, and, and anybody you know Fernando Ivory whoever wants to give me some feedback on this uh, you know let let let's talk about this first of all um, two questions right so so here we go one question. Will we eventually live in a in a world where there's just hybrid athletes who are competing in both sports all the time? I think so. I think it's training that way. I mean, if you look at some of the fighters here, just here in Arkansas alone, there's a lot of boxers out there who are MMA fighters and vice versa. You know, a lot of the guys that sometimes get, you know, brought in, in here to build up some of the fighters are usually MMA fighters. And, you know, every and every so often, you know, more often in the in the Midwest or in the local scene, you'll see an MMA guy pull an upset. So it's, I think we're trending in that direction. I mean, because yeah. because eventually, if that's the case, one day we're gonna again live in a world where 
there's a guy who's the champion in both. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and yeah. when we get to that yeah, point, I, I, when we get to that point, we're going to see a new level of, uh, of star in combat sports. When you have somebody that, uh, yeah, I, go ahead. No, nah, my bad. I, I, I didn't want to cut y'all, but no, nah, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, like, like Shohei Otani right now in baseball, man, you know, we're going to, we're going to get some of that in combat sports. It's, it's just, it just evolving into that, and then, and then, like you say, as long as that money keeps getting thrown into it, you're gonna have that interest and that curiosity in in both putting them head to head. So, no doubt. I mean, I don't know what ten, what ten years, fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, could be. I mean, like it that. just it just really depends. You know, I'm you know? gonna say thirty years. I'm gonna say thirty years. You know, thirty. I'm gonna say thirty years. We could we could live in a world where there's this kid who's just. Winning, you know, wrestling tournaments, jujitsu competitions, and knocking guys out in the boxing gym. You know what I mean? I think, I think, yeah. I think we're going to eventually end up in that place. And he'll probably be both left and right-handed. Like, you know what I mean? He'll be, he'll, he'll be, yeah. you know, very versatile. I think one day, if things continue the way that they're going, we're going to have something like that exist. And and when that happens, we're probably talking about a guy that will be. Recognize as greater than Ali, greater than Tyson, right. greater than Mayweather. Right. Because if you can dominate two sports like that, yeah. you're going to be in a category by yourself. Look, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I mean, can you only imagine? That's a new, that, that's a new title for BMF. That's yeah, a new for real. That, means that would be the legitimately, the legitimate bad motherfucker in the planet. You know, so and so one day there will that this will happen. Uh, you heard that, it first year. That person may have already been born, and we don't even know it yet. But, that's right. But uh, that's right. But yeah, it, it could happen. And, and to, to to bring it back down to earth, real quick, man, just to get our feet back on the ground. Just one more thing I wanted to ask. What do you tell the fan who's like, man, these guys, they're boxing guys. They're not giving Francis credit. I think he beat Tyson Fury. He's going to beat Joshua up. What do you tell that guy? I'll tell him, you know, look at other, you know, look at other fights, you know, look, score other fights. You know, boxing is scored on a 10-point must system. I don't know how they do it in MMA. I think it's a 10-point must system, but it's kind of a different uh, way. Look, if you think Ngannou was ripped off, go look at some other robberies throughout the history of the sport. And then you'll understand the difference between a close 50-50 fight and an actual highway robbery. You know, go watch Roy Jones at the Olympics and tell me that's not highway robbery. So, you know, I think I think a lot of it is just MMA fans that, you know, they see that their guy did, you know, a lot better than they thought they would. And so it's like a moral victory. And, you know, and, and so, you know, they bring that into they bring that into the discussion. But look, historically, this has happened numerous times. And we can go back to the days of Archie Moore. Who was his final fight? Mike DiBiase. If that name sounds familiar and you're a WWE fan, you guessed it. That's Ted DiBiase's dad. So he fought a pro wrestler in his final fight. So this has been going on through the years. You know, it's always some type of an of an attraction to have a crossover fight. You know, it's just it's very popular now because, like I said, we're not in an era where social media dominates everything. People just talk about it a lot more. It's just it's what it is. It's popular right now. It might go down a bit, or it might just keep keep trending in the direction that we were talking about, but. That's just all it is. I mean, it's a sideshow. It is what it is. Um, you know, if, if you think Ngannou got robbed, hey, I'll power to you. But at the same time, you know, learn to score a boxing match as well. All right, listen, let's talk about an actual boxing match. Uh, again, one that I am very much looking forward to. 
uh, and which has a lot of implications as well. Uh, this weekend, uh, Artur Berbiev, who was 19-0 with 19 knockouts, an absolute monster in the light heavyweight division. Uh, he's got, I believe, three-fourths of the uh, light heavyweight championship. Of course, the you know the last piece of that puzzle belongs to Dmitry Bivol. Uh, and people are are calling for better B of Bivol. But first, in order for that to happen, he needs to handle business this weekend against a great opponent. I think this is an excellent matchup. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Arta better be of taking on Callum Smith. And let's not sleep on Callum Smith now. 29 and just one loss. 29 victories, just one loss, and 21 knockouts. That sole loss was to Canelo Alvarez. Okay, so Callum Smith is the real deal as well. That's happening this weekend for a three-fourths of the light heavyweight title. And again, just as a little caveat, right, don't forget, if better be of wins... It is rumored to be that he will be facing Dimitri Bivol next. So a lot riding on the line, but man, a great matchup at the same time. Uh, Fernando, Arthur Bedebiev, Callum Smith this weekend. How you feel about it? How you looking at it? What you think's going down? Well, I mean, it was already a high stakes match with the three belts on the line, but now it's even higher with, you know, the Bivol fight now kind of on the horizon. If, you know, if Bedebiev wins this fight, he just secured the biggest payday of his career. Right. You know, the biggest fight of his career. So he's got a lot riding on this. And he's 38 years old, so he needs to secure he need, yeah, that bag. He, he needs to secure this bag. You know, so he's got that riding on it. It's his legacy right here. I, I, I think he's going to take this fight very seriously. And you know what? Callum Smith, we can't sleep on him. You know, I forgot the other guy's name that he knocked out last week, but I just it's Hassan and Damon Gcam. Okay. From France. And he, you know, Callum Smith put him to sleep. He's he's knocked out his last two guys. So he's got some pop. He's lanky. He's got those. I long think he's arms. been working on that too. Yeah, he's been working on that. And he's got. He, I think he's got some underrated power. Right. And he can really use his height to his advantage. You know, obviously Canelo was able to break him down because he was beating the hell out of his arms, and you know he wore him out. But you know, let's not sleep on Callum Smith. He's a very underrated guy. He can give anybody a, a tough fight on any given night. I just think if you perturbe if if this does not motivate you, knowing that you have this Bivol fight for your legacy, if this doesn't motivate you to to be on for this fight, I don't know what will because it's high stakes for him. It's go time for him. Calvin Smith is a, it's go time for him too, but I mean, you know, Beterbiev Beter really he he has everything on the line right here. I mean, you know, it, I got to say this, man, and let me just give my take real quick on here. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge uh, Better Be a fan because he is just come for you, come for you, come for you. Power shots, power shots, power shots. Does it in a smart way as well too, right? I mean, this guy knows how to break down an opponent. He knows how to cut off the ring. He knows how to wear you down. And then he knows how to put a hurting on you. Archer Bedebiev is a bad man. You're not 19-0 and 0, uh, with 19 knockouts and have three-fourths of the light heavyweight title if you're not, right? Um, but there's something about these fights that are getting made and it's like, all right, all you two do is got to win and then we're going to have this big fight. There's something about that I feel like you're jinxing yourself. And I'm listen, I'm not going to get all superstitious here. I'm just trying to recognize that that has been happening a lot lately. Well, if you do this and you do this, then this is going to happen. Well, again, here we are. Better be if all you got to do is beat Callum Smith this weekend and you're going to face Dimitri Bivol for this big unification, you know, undisputed uh, light heavyweight showdown. Okay, but when you say all you got to do is beat Callum Smith, that's no small order. No, it's not. That's no small order. This guy, to me, is is starting to really enter the peak of his powers. He's got the skills. He's got the experience. He's got the dimensions. And now he's been showing a little bit more pop than normal. Callum Smith, 
this is not some foregone thing here. This 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 is not something that's a done deal. There there's a lot of risk here. This is a legitimate, really good prize fight where anybody could win. I'm really excited for it this weekend. Um, Ivory, any any feedback uh, on this matchup coming up and what's riding on this one? This is big for Benavidez. This is one of those kind of, you know, kind of trip fights, you know, kind of uh, uh, what they call them. Uh, well, you know what they call them. You know what they call them. And I think this is a funny term, man. They call it a banana skin uh, over over in the UK. Don't slip. Don't get caught tripping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this is one of those games. You know, this is one of those trap games is what I meant to say. Trap fights. And uh, because, yeah, you're not going against a bum. You're not going against a tune-up. And yeah, then you got that whole big shot against uh, uh, the Bivol uh, hanging over this. So this is one of those kind of trip up trap fights that uh, Benavidez needs to take uh, serious because if my man, my man gets down. I remember that fight he had against Canelo, and I'm wondering if if maybe Benavidez will steal some of those things from Canelo. Maybe he'll attack his arms also and. and and, yeah, you it's know, a good, it's a good get, game plan for sure. I mean, it, you're watching that fight here. Yeah, you're pitch. watching that. You're watching what worked, you know, against him. And you know, you're gonna yeah, put, yeah. you're gonna put your own twist on it for sure. But if you're Calum Smith, you also think. Go ahead. No, nah, that, that's an old veteran move anyway. You know, yeah. After after so long, you need to pick up some of those little little tricks of the trade and 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 you know, study your tape and and, 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 and do something that the last fighter did and. And yep. use that against it. So I mean, I'll be I'll be interested because yeah, this is one of those trap fights, and Benavidez has to take this one serious. And let me tell you something: when we talk about following Canelo's game plan, Betrubiev hits considerably a lot harder harder than Canelo, so he's going to do some more damage to those arms for sure. But I was going to also say, yeah. if you're Calum, if you're Calum Smith, you want in on that Saudi money too. Come on. So hey, let me knock Betrubiev out. Let me beat this guy. And hey, why don't I fight Bivol in Saudi? So, there, there you go. Right. So that's the incentive right there. That's incentive for Callum Smith too. Yeah. Both of these gentlemen, both of these prize fighters, are very incentivized. I mean, listen, <laughs> we're talking about the money. Three fourths of the light heavyweight yeah. title up for grabs here. I mean, you're basically the man in the division minus that one last trinket. You know. Um, so I mean, so much, so much riding on the line. I mean, I think both of these guys, uh, you can't get more motivated for a fight. You can't have more uh, on the line, you know, uh, you know, more up for grabs uh, if you can win this thing. I think we're in for a really, really good night of action uh, coming up this weekend. Let's go ahead and do some takes real quick, uh, predictions for the fight. Uh, Fernando, uh, how do you call this one? Man, I, I, I honestly think Betrubi's got too much on the line here that he just I – I, I don't think he – or let me put it a different way. I think he's just too motivated for this fight. I think he's going to be on uh, for this one. And uh, I do believe he's going to stop Callum Smith. I think he's going to be the first man to stop him. I think he's going to make a statement with him. Um, I think he'll do it in about 10 rounds. I think it's going to be a tough, grueling fight. But I think uh, by the 10th round, he'll he'll get him out of there. Now, you know me. Uh, you know I love this sport. Um, and I'm I'm pretty... I like to say I don't want to say like a conservative with my choices on how I pick fights, but you know when you know boxing, you know where the smart money lies. You know what yeah. I mean. And to me, the smart money lies on Archer Bedabiev in this fight for all the things you just said yeah. and for his record. Listen, this guy. Listen again. You're not 19 and 0, 19 knockouts, and have three fourths of the title without being legit. I something is pulling at me. And telling me that Callum Smith is going to have himself a night. 
So, yeah, so I, 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 I'm, th- I'm going out on a limb here, believe it or not. And, and you know me. This is why I prefaced yeah. and said what I said. I normally don't do this. I think Callum Smith is going to have himself a night and get the upset victory. Okay. We're looking at the potential upset of the year for 2024. Would that or, be something? Early, early upset of the year candidate right there. I just think Callum Smith is going to have a crazy kind of night. Uh, man, I could be 1,000% wrong and come in and be like, man, I knew I should have just stuck with, with, with this, what, what we all knew, you know. But I'm going to go ahead, make an official pick that Callum Smith gets the upset. And I think he may even may even stop him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, I mean. Okay. It'd be, it'd now, be, you know me. I don't normally do that kind yeah. of that okay. take, but there it is. But I'll, And I'll say this for this fight, First. too. Go, I'll say this. for the, If you're a casual fan, tune in. Because we got we got two knockout guys here, right? You know this is the, the type of stuff casual fans love. Tune in to watch this, man. This is gonna be a big fight for sure. Ivory, what what you call on this one, man? First, Cat Williams, now Noel Sosa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you shutting it, you shutting it down for the for the new year. But you know, I mean, Cap Captain Smith is is a, is a good fighter, and, and and it would be an upset. But if you know, you know that it could happen, and. You ain't going to have that, you know, more than likely, you won't have that O on your record forever. So uh, it could happen, but I'm going to go with Benavidez on this one. I think it's real big, like I said, with that big mistletoe hanging over his head <laughs> against uh, Bevo, supposed yeah. to come up. I, I, I don't think I don't, I don't think he's going to slip up on this one. And um, he, could, I, he should go out here and take care of business. Uh, but like you said, it's both of them, and, and they're trying to get they're trying to move up a tier on that uh, Saudi watch list, you know, of, of guys that 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 are uh, uh, capable of taking bringing that type of money over there. So it's a big fight for both of them. I'm gonna go with Benavidez. So better be if there it is. Uh, listen, and both of you guys, I think it it pains me not to be on the same side on this one, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think it's the whole jinx jinx yeah. in the money thing in, in the way some of these fights have already, you know, panned out or failed to pan out. I think that might be what's influencing me a little bit, but also I really do think Callum Smith is coming into a whole, like I, I, to the peak of his powers. Yeah. And we'll find out if that's true or not coming up this week. You know what? We might see a situation like when Pernod Whitaker fought uh, Hurtado before the, when Whitaker had that De La Hoya fight signed and, he was losing that fight, and then uh, Whitaker came out of nowhere and landed that Hail Mary shot. And he's not a knockout guy, and he knocked out Hurtado with, you know, De La Hoya at ringside. It might be a situation like that where, you know, maybe we do see a very motivated Calm Smith put it on Baturbiev for a good chunk of the fight, and then he gets caught or something like that. That could happen. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be an exciting fight for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. What was that, Ivory? He ain't getting no. He ain't getting no younger, man. If you're gonna do it, better do it quick. There's that too. Yeah. There's that too. That 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 added uh, incentive or pressure or motivation, right? He knows yeah. that you know that window is closing. That window of opportunity. Uh, real quick, man. Uh, you know, someone who's very early on in their career, but has already had a little bit of issues outside of the ring, health issues. Uh, one of my favorite up and coming fighters, man, Virgil Ortiz, made his return to the ring this past weekend. Uh, very successfully got the first round knockout, but not without a little bit of controversy. Uh, and not to listen, nothing against Virgil Ortiz. Or Virgil Ortiz shows up and does exactly what he's supposed to do. Uh, but there's a little bit to unpack here. It gets the uh, controversial uh, first round stoppage uh, TKO victory over Frederick Lawson, who falls to 30 wins. 
four losses and 22 knockouts. Virgil Ortiz, a perfect 20 and 0 with 20 knockouts. Again, but a little controversy here. Uh, Fernando, what are your take on the way things played out for Virgil Ortiz's big comeback fight? For Virgil Ortiz, it played out perfectly for him. He came, he came back from inactivity and uh, got himself a first-round stoppage. Of course, you know, the controversy there is with Tony Weeks. This is now his second high-profile bad performance within a year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he he kind of dropped the ball when with the Roley fight not long ago. And now he dropped the ball with this one, and then he went and made those claims on uh, his social media, which he took down afterwards. And right now he's kind of getting, you know, bombarded with criticism uh, universally in, in the boxing community. And, you know, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, you know, went ahead and said, hey, both fighters were cleared. You know, we don't know what this guy's talking about. Right. So Tony Weeks is in uh, he's in some trouble right now, man. I, I don't know. uh what his future looks like in high-profile fights anymore. Yeah, uh, same here. Listen, uh, last time we were talking about Tony Weeks, I mean, we even had to do some digging, 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 try to research and figure out how old this guy is. He's done a pretty good job with keeping that offline. He thinks that all that just from in has got everybody fooled, <laughs> you know? And 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 the thing is, we know Tony's up there. He's, he's what, early, mid-70s? Early 70s, I believe. Yeah, early 70s, uh, I believe, once we checked on that. And listen, uh, two... Really bad calls in a row, like bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. bad. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say about the public statement that was later taken down by him by Tony Weeks. Yeah. Um, because if that's true, there, there's there's some there's a deeper problem here. Yeah. But nevertheless, something ain't right. Tony's not on the same page with everybody else, and I think that might end up being. Uh, Possibly, he might be, you know, following Kenny Bayless out the door. Real quick before, but you know, we're going to get off Tony real quick. Just what you could see from Virgil. I know we didn't get a chance to see much, but he looked like he still got the fire. Yeah. He came in there ready to handle business. At least that, right? Yeah, he still looked as sharp as, as ever. You know, uh, I'm just curious to see. I would have loved to have seen him go some rounds to see how he, how he handles a, that. At least a couple of rounds, uh, yeah. You know, he went through rhabdomyolysis. I don't know if that was his, because he had kind of two spells of inactivity. The first one was due to... Uh, Rhabdomyolysis, you know, for those that don't know, that's a condition where, you know, damaged skeletal muscle kind of breaks down rapidly and, you know, you go through a lot of difficulties, especially like for somebody who trains very hard, you know, that can affect you pretty, pretty bad. You know, you'll go through some, you know, pains and weakness, vomiting and stuff like that. And, you know, that can take a major toll on your body. Right. And so we know that that's what he went through his first spell of inactivity. I don't know if that's what it was the last time. Cause I, if you remember, he was kind of come back and then. He was out for what a year and a half, yeah, yeah. almost two years, something like that. So, yeah, missed a couple of dates. Yeah, so uh, so so it was good to see him come back from that. You know, I would have loved to have seen him go some rounds though. Uh, yeah, but other than that, he looked as sharp as he always has been. His, In the small glimpse that we got, he looked good. His punches, but we won't really know until yeah, we get sure. to see more of it. For sure, more than likely, he'll need a couple more tune-ups before we give him a serious challenge, just because. You know, of that. He's coming off an illness. He's coming off an inactivity. Let's see him get some rounds in for sure. And then, then let's talk about the Tim Zoos and all those guys. Well, yeah, because that's what he did, right? He was calling out uh, Tim Zoo. Uh, you know, how about that for a call out? You know, right. <laughs> that would be a big leap uh, from considering his, his level of activity to where he's trying to go. Uh, that'd be a pretty big leap for him. But uh, do I want to see it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> big time. Big, big time. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, health, you know, uh, health issues aside, because you got to worry about somebody that young who's dealing with that kind of uh, condition, right? Yeah. Um, health issues aside, Virgil Ortiz, uh, glad to have him back. Glad to see him uh, in the ring. Uh, Ivy, did you get a chance to see that stoppage? 
I saw I saw it. I saw it. It was a it was a beat down. What I didn't see, what I didn't see is what Tony Weeks took down. Y'all have to catch me up on what Tony Weeks said and then tried we, to retract. We can what give you the cliff notes. Yeah. We give you the cliff notes. What what what, what do you it, recall? It, it was something like um that they he he they discovered that uh Lawson had like a brain aneurysm that he right. That they showed uh, aneurysm in his brain in his scan or something like that. Right. So Tony's saying oh, okay. what y'all didn't know was, yeah. you know, and like I said, my, my medical terminology is way off. I'm not a doctor, so right. I might sound like a complete moron here. But it's, he, he says something to the effect of he, they he detected like aneurysm or something like that in his brain, and right. so he had that going on, and he was just you know worried about him or something like that, and so that's he, why he stopped it so quickly. Yeah, and then he took it down promptly yeah. because I guess you know the Nevada State Athletic Commission said no, we cleared them both to fight. And you know when you make statement statements like that, that implicates you know right a, a lot of things that a lot of negative things and you know uh, some ineptitude within the commissions. I mean, you're looking at some legal things right there. I, I, I can imagine when you when you say things like that, you know. So so he took it down promptly, and you know, like I said, I'm, I think we we may have seen the last of him in a big time fight. I think you're right. I think you're right. And someone that we have seen the last of. Uh, as the third man of the ring, Kenny Bayless. We talked about this on a previous show, but Ivory was missing. Ivory, I wanted to give you the floor here real quick to uh, give Kenny Bayless a sign-off. What do you think about Kenny Bayless calling it a career? Talk your shit, man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> nah, you know what? I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to kill him. You know, I, I ain't going to kill him like that. I'm going to show a little bit of class, but it's been time, Kenny. You know, it's been time. And these guys are warriors. These guys are fighters. Um, and too many times we would see, you know, Kenny Bayless maybe showing love to the A side. You know, I guess I guess Ryan Garcia is kind of angry that, that Kenny Bayless is getting out right now <laughs> since we're talking A side, B side. Kenny Bayless always kind of showed a little more love to that to that top notch fighter, to the to the better fighter, the favorite fighter, and was always quick to stop a fight. Wouldn't let guys get busy on the inside. He was always involved in the fight a little too much, man. But, you know, hey, man, he, he made a living. He's been a good ref still for, for a long time. And, you know, hey, maybe him and Tony Weiss can call it a wrap uh, uh, around the same time, man. These guys have been doing it for a long time. So, so long, Kenny Bayless. Thank you. And thank you for leaving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, great career. Great yeah, career, sure. and, uh, and 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 yeah. again, uh, uh, the third man of the ring for I mean, countless big big time fights. Uh, I, I, I that was always the thing that upset me. Didn't let the guys work, and, and it wasn't always like that with Kenny either. It was yeah. you know towards the later you know portion of his career, just no inside fighting to be had a lot of times when Kenny was a third man in the ring, and yeah. you know Fernando, you know what that's like uh, yeah. dealing with a, a referee that won't let you get to business on on the inside. For sure, it's frustrating, especially when you're a guy that specializes on working on the inside, and right? You get kind of forced to work a different way that you're not used to, and it can cost you some rounds. It can cost you some points on the on the cards, and you know it can really frustrate your game plan. You know, but you know what's crazy about uh, Kenny Bayless is you know he was the ref for probably the greatest fight I've ever seen, which was Corrales Castillo. No, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I might be off. I think that might be okay. Tony Weeks. I'm sorry, okay. Tony Weeks. That's be, right, uh, that's Tony, Tony Weeks. Weeks. And so I was just gonna, trying to say that some of these referees, you know. They they'll ref these great fights, but then towards the end of their careers, they uh, they kind of start slipping up, you know, themselves. Just like just like any modern day fighter, in a way, just like any fighter, you kind of go through your your you know the peak of your career, then you kind of go through that decline. And you know, maybe these refs are just kind of in their decline right now. 
Absolutely, man. I mean, listen, it happens. There is a shelf life to a career, especially something as demanding. Listen, that is not an easy job uh, to be the third man in the ring. Uh, I mean, we talk about guys fighting in there, you know, and for you to keep things going. I mean, that's quite a bit of a job. And, in, 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 you know, how many 70, 80 year olds can keep up with that kind of pace and that kind of duty? Right. It just doesn't it just doesn't happen. No, I about to say I think guys just kind of get get a little natural, just just soft hearted a little bit. You know, they don't want to see guys in there just beating each other's face in, and and they become grandpas and their grandchildren are around that same age. So I think guys just kind of get get a little soft hearted and just want to take it easy on a, on a fighter, so they'll call a fight you know, sooner than, than they're supposed to. I think Kenny Bayless went through a little bit of that. Well, you know, Tony Tony Weeks in his uh, first blunder before this one, right, you know, where he made a mistake before this fight, uh, you know, this weekend, this past weekend, uh, he, for all intents and purposes, uh, stopped uh, Ishmael Barroso from a possible huge upset victory over Roley Romero. Uh, Barroso was, was, was winning the fight. Uh, did get tagged and then was stopped just, you know, what most people felt was just very prematurely, especially given the way things were going, right? A, a lot of people looked at it as that, you know, Tony Weeks bailed out Roley, you know, uh, and, and saved him from, you know, getting upset by Barroso. Well, it's, you know, sometimes justice has a funny way of being served, right? Because uh, Ishmael Barroso, uh, you know, is 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 what forty years old? Forty years old, according right. to what we're being told. A lot of people say that he's older yeah. than that, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they say he's forty years old and does not going to have a lot of these opportunities. Has never been the guy with the promotion behind him, with the money behind him. He's never been the A side. And the fact that he was getting ready to uh, beat a, a, a rising star, it leaves a taste in your mouth, right? Yeah. Well, this guy gets another chance this week. Brought in to be the opponent for another prospect. Uh, that is being highly uh, heralded in O'Hara Davies, right? Uh, Davies coming off a big knockout victory, uh, looking good. They bring in Barroso to be an opponent, and boy, oh boy, what happens? First round knockout victory for Barroso. I got to be honest with you, and I want some reaction from you, Fernando, first with you. I It's one of those moments that just made me smile, man. And not to knock Davies. I mean, God bless that man in his career, but just – Given the context of everything we just said there, to see Barroso come out and get it back in blood, boy. For sure. You know, he he was kind of the victim of a very bad call with Tony Weeks the last time. And, he, you know, uh, Golden Boy had already, uh, had already said that O'Hare Davies is probably the one that's likely going to get rolly. Mm. You know, I wonder what Ryan Garcia would, thought, would think about that. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, De La Hoya was already saying, hey, you know, O'Hare Davies is up next for Roley. And that was kind of the talk of what was going on. And, you know, Barroso came in and knocked him out, you know. Uh, he hit him with that grandpa strength. Boy. Knocked him out. Boy. You know, and it's going to be. Hit him with a beautiful shot. Knock, yeah, he got, got, got his get back. You know, now he's back in a prime position to get another shot at Roley if oh. Roley wants to give him that shot. Well, right, because it, it looks like Roley's going to end up fighting Ryan Garcia. He, he probably will. And so, but, you know, uh, Barroso can still get some, somebody else. He can get Matias, you know, two knockout guys, you know, uh, Matias probably a heavy favorite, but plus still, but I would still, say so. It'd be a good slugfest. Uh, he's back in a position where he can get another big fight, and so I'm glad that he's going to get another payday, for a sure. payday that he for, deserves. For sure. You know, you know, he lives in Florida too, so he he doesn't live in Venezuela. And now, and like, and I could be wrong, but you know, I know Venezuela has that rule where if you're 40, you got to retire. I don't know if it's still an active rule, but you know, 
he's out here, so this keeps him going for a while. And you know, I'm it, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see that he's still, you know, old enough to still compete and and you know do good things in in the ring. All power to him. Let's see him get some big fights, man. I mean that 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 counter shot that he landed on Davies was gorgeous. Yeah, I mean just short and right on the money. Yeah, it was a money shot for sure. Right on the money, man. Beautiful. Uh, I re- you know we've seen guys you know uh, robbed of their chance at victory before. But, man, it sure is sweet to see somebody come back and get it back, baby. I mean, how about that, man? Big, big knockout victory uh, for Barroso here, if, man. If this was basketball, Rashid Wallace would have been yelling, ball don't lie. <laughs> ball don't lie. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You should have you you got mine the first time. But, see, that's, that's kind of the issue, you know, with, with, with those two guys and with guys when they get older. But. Now kudos to him and 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 take uh take your hat off to him man and you know you do something like that then you stumble on you know a a, a fight with somebody else and now somebody golden boy and everybody else want to mess with you so you know it's a good story uh we'll see how long it can it it, it can stand but you know it's uh we'll see what happens with Davies next time but. That's a good story. You always love to see that. Yeah, man. Ball don't lie. Hey, but I love that. That's a great analogy, man. Yeah, Ishmael Barroso, uh, you know, trying to turn into the modern day Cinderella man over here, boy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'd yeah. love to see. I'd love to see uh, who they line up for him next. And again, just so glad to see, you know, somebody, at, especially at that stage, being able to secure another. Good payday, man. Love to see it. Real quick, we're going to go through some quick hits here, guys. Uh, just to end out the show, a couple of quick things. First of all, I'll lead you right into it. Uh, Earl Spence Jr. We've been wondering what the holdup is. Why no dates? Why do we not know what's going on? He's supposed to have this big fight, this big rematch coming up with Terrence Crawford. It's contractually uh, obligated to him. Uh, but where's he been? What's going on? Well, he just revealed that he had cataract surgery and was quoted in saying, Yeah, I got my ass beat. Shit was past due. I didn't have a boxer lifestyle. Okay, uh, Ivory, how do you react to that real quick, man? Well, those words and that whole situation coming out the Errol Spence camp. Well, I mean, that's your goddamn fault, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and 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 it, and it and it's something that that boxing fans that follow Errol Spence, it's something we've always been talking about. We've always talked about. We can tell. We can look at you. We can tell. You know what I'm saying? You, you, we know. We we see you down there in Houston living it up, doing what you do, man. So Dallas. He out there in you know, Dallas. And at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. Out there in Dallas. Every, every time I see him, he with a Houston rapper don't on, on, on some other <laughs> shit. But, you know, but, but I mean, I mean, that just goes to show, man. You know, remember Adrian Broner tried to be a rapper and all that shit? <laughs> like, you got to take... You got to take this shit serious, man. And especially you going to get somebody like Terrence Crawford. Um, it was bound to come out then, you know, the, the, it was bound to come out in the wash, but you know, we'll see once again, how long you ain't getting no younger. How long you think you can do this? You na- now you're going to finally tap in and, and get your eye surgery and all that. How you going to be a one-eyed boxer? Like, come on, man. Like you, you serious with this shit? You've been, you, so you've been looking blurry because my son has a cataract. So that that's, that's you, you're blurry in, in one eye. And so you've been in there fighting in the ring, putting your life on the line with that. That's that, that's scary, man. And, and going forward, I don't know if all of a sudden he can just tap into his training and and just get back to the level that 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 he was once at. I don't know if your vision can really come back. I doubt 
it ever comes back to 100%. So, you know, second time around with one and a half eyes with Terrence Crawford, I, I still don't think that's a good bet. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I guess kudos for him to, to, to for, for, you know, being transparent and letting everybody know what he's been going through. But, you know, something like that, man, that's that should have been taken care of a long time ago. Well, I, I got to say I'm this. Look, I'm looking I'm I'm looking at his team like what the hell what y'all been doing? I, I I'll say this because I'm just going to make a quick comment. And let you respond, Fernando. Uh, with all this, I'm less interested in the rematch than I was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> right. And, and and you know, like 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 Ivory said, kudos to him for for the accountability. But that was no secret. The <laughs> the car accident was the first clue. Right. You know, and, and I'm not yeah. trying to obviously make light of that situation, but that was the first clue that he's not living the boxer lifestyle. Wasn't he drunk driving? Right. If I'm not mistaken, under the influence Under of the something. Influence, yeah, and so that's your first hint, you know. Uh, so I'm glad he's he's got some accountability and says that the ass beating was past due. He's gonna get take care of his eyes, and I hope he does because now in the rematch he's gonna see that ass whooping a lot clearer <laughs> because he's got. <laughs> and, and and I'm not saying that to be funny, but it's the truth. Like if he does not come into this fight with a different <laughs> game plan, the only difference is he's gonna see that ass whooping a lot clearer. Man. And in twenty twenty vision, you know that's all it's going to be. And you know this is a guy that at one point was a pound for pound talent. Yeah, you know that he was able to do that with the lifestyle that he led before is still kind of a good a, a good accomplishment. But man, I hope he can turn it around. He has all the talent in the world to do it. Uh, I do think with with Terrence Crawford, though, you got to approach him a bit different if you're going to beat him because he kind of has your number right now. Yeah, uh, I think he's got everybody's number that he faces right now. But, yeah, especially a guy fighting with one eye. I uh, just don't know how I feel about it. I'm a big Earl Spence Jr. fan. Um, we, we'll we have to see how this, uh, how, how you know, what his how, attitude is like in the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. How long? Do we know how long he's been dealing with this? Uh, I don't know if he said that or not. I just uh, He said he's been, been, been dealing with it for a while, though. I know he got, he pulled out of the Pacquiao fight. If you remember that when Pacquiao right. fight, he pulled out because was it a detached retina or right? He had some surgery on his eye, if I'm not mistaken. So right. he's had some eye vision. He's having eye problems. Eye problems for a while. So yeah, yeah. Man, man. So maybe maybe he needs to take care of that first before he can come back. I mean, I know he's not getting any younger, but he's still young and enough. And he can't that, keep Terrence Crawford on ice like that. No, I mean, let him fight. Let him go do something at 154. Nah. Let him do nah. something at 54, man. And it is what it is. You know, you can still bounce back. You know. You're still young enough to do something, so. All right, listen. How or, about how, or, or, or is it or, or or is this a way of weaseling about, uh, up out of that fight in the first damn place? <laughs> it might be. It could be too. I mean, I know Chavez Senior yeah, right. has blamed some of his losses for doing coke, so <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it back then, but he says it now. <laughs> you know, so, so. Hey. you don't you don't say Chavez. Don't say. <laughs> well, well, that's a that's a great segue uh, because I want to talk to you about Jarrell Big Baby Miller, <laughs> who was arrested on a carjacking charge. Apparently. Uh, they repoed his Damn. car. He went to the dealership and said, "Bitch, give me my car back." And that was the end of that, you know. And and there he is, arrested, coming off a career payday. What, what the what the hell is going on with Big Baby here? I mean, did the Saudi money not not hit the direct deposit soon enough? Are we I mean, still I, what, waiting. What's, what's, going, what's going on? on? Yeah. But you know, to be serious, you know, I think Drill Big Baby Miller he needs to grow up. He has not grown up. It, you know, I think uh, you know when you look at his pe- press conferences, you can tell this guy's just an immature guy. He doesn't know the seriousness of of what he does. You know, we go we can go to the positive drug test. We can go to the horrible shape that he was in for this fight with Dubois. Right, and it it just he somebody's got to hold him accountable. Maybe he's got to hold himself accountable. 
uh, for sure he's got a lot of growing up to do. And, you know, if we don't hear about him ever again for boxing reasons, tough shit. That, that's on you. So be it. Yeah. 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 Ivory, any reaction to Big Baby getting getting hemmed up for the carjacking? Nah, nah. It, it, it's a shame. It, it, it's sad. You know, what the hell are you doing with your money? Um, you know, you, you you had a name. You got it. You got marketability. But it's just you won't, you won't, you know, you won't lock in. And, and that's the other side of boxing. That's the other side of professional sports period you know we all like money we all like the fame we all like what the sport brings us but do you really want to get in the mud for it and 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 own this shit so you can have this shit for longevity and you know it's a it's a shame that you hear stuff like this and you know obviously it's money issues you got to re you're getting repoed and you beat motherfuckers up you know i don't know what you know but it's 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 sad, you know. Unfortunately, we see a lot of stories like this in boxing. Uh, but yeah, it's sad for Big Baby Miller, man. Well, something that's good and exciting, and again, I guess are we still in the rumor phase with this because this has not been confirmed. Uh, but they are saying uh, possible for the Anthony Joshua uh, versus Ngannou bout. This is a possibility that we may be seeing featured on that undercard. Deontay Wilder and Big Bang Zhang probably in separate fights, but that is being rumored to be an addition to that card. That's a big deal for me. I like that. If that turns out to be true, Fernando, what do you think? I think it, it gives more uh, more of a attraction to the pay-per-view event, for sure. Uh, especially, and I'm happy to see Big Bang Zhang get this, uh, get this, you know, what would be a big payday for sure. Because if anybody needs a big fight right now, it's him. He's coming off that momentum, those those wins with off of uh, Joyce. So, you know, he's ready for a big fight. And he's been calling for a big fight. He's probably in line for a, for one of the belts that uh, that Uzek has. And so, I, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him get a, a payday um, for Deontay Wilder. I'm glad for him to come back. Maybe he gets an easier fight here and some just more of a showcase. But uh, you know, I would rather have seen him get some rest because he took some punishment with Parker. Right. Uh, coming back three months later, I don't know. So you might have to handle that with kid gloves a little bit. Get him <laughs> get him a, a tune up, and yeah. you know. You know somebody that you know, somebody that they won't they won't give him too many rounds. Sure, you know, some somebody you can just go out, you know, take out someone like uh, give him someone like Eric Molina again or something. Get him, give him Junior Fa or something. Sure, you know, sure. You know, let, let's see how he can knock him out. You know, right? Something Junior Fa has anything for him, but let's get somebody like that for him. Yeah. Uh, most and let's trade mostly as a showcase. You know, tune up, kind of a bounce back. Nothing more for that because I mean, like I said, he took a lot of punishment with Parker. I, yeah. I would rather just see him rest but if he's going to do that let's showcase him with something with a softer touch here and i won't spend too much on this because again this is just a rumor at the moment yeah. but it would be interesting to see deontay wilder jump back into the ring so quickly uh after the kind of performance that he had maybe that's a good thing maybe he's upset and he's like okay let me get my head back on right uh but but who knows and again that's just rumored right now i'd love to deep uh you know d dive a little bit deeper in that conversation once things get confirmed but real quick one thing i want to jump to real quick here uh, mo the monster in a way, uh, who again, you know, we think uh, it should be awarded fighter of last did. year, twenty twenty three. One one yeah. fighter of the year, one fighter of the year last year, twenty twenty three. Monster in a way wins fighter of the year last year, twenty twenty three, and has already signed up his next bout. And this is a good fight as well, too. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, he's fighting against Luis Neddy. You know, thirty five and one. Uh, and for those that don't know uh, Neddy, he. Uh, he knocked out Shinsuke Yamanaka. Uh, he ended his long run to become a world champion, and he defended that. 
He has some. He's had some controversy. He went the Canelo route with the tainted meat. Right. <laughs> I mean, he did it. You know, he they lost at the same restaurant. Uh, uh, yeah, went, yeah, they went out and you know, <laughs> ate that tainted meat. And then he he's had some controversies. We're missing weight and stuff like that. He was actually suspended from banned from Japan, like for life. Oh, but I think they're lifting that in order for him to get this fight with Inoue. Uh But this guy's no slouch. He's no slouch. You know, he's thirty-five and one, twenty-seven KOs. You know, he got he kind of got caught with Brandon uh, Figueroa in that that fight. He's bounced back since then. Knocked a couple of guys out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's knocked out a few guys and uh, three. He's won three in a row. Uh, so this is a big fight. And again, this is why Inoue was a fighter of the year. He's highly active. And he's not taking tune-ups. He wants all the smoke with everybody. <laughs> your boy. You know, boy. Uh, and you and gotta I, love it, boy. And, and I think he even said he does not want easy fights. He's not easy fights do not motivate him. He wants the hardest fights. And so hey, you know, he had a great 2023 fighter of the year, Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year. Uh he's starting his campaign uh, in May for 2024. And it's not an easy fight, but will he make it look easy? And I think that's that's gonna be what I'm interested in seeing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, listen, <laughs> the monster, in a way, continues to stay active and live up to that name. Yeah. And it, you, listen, when you call yourself the monster, people start calling you the monster, and you live up to it, you know you're a bad guy. Yeah. You know you're a bad guy. Like man. I said, he wants smoke with everybody. Yeah. He wants smoke with everybody. You know, so. I love it. I love it, man. Hey, listen, uh, fellas, thank you so much for joining me. Ivory, good to have you back in the building, my brother. Hey, it's good to be back, fellas. Uh, anytime I can be on, you know, I'm going to take advantage, man. Love getting on, getting on here with you guys and talking square circle. And, of course, uh, Ivory, uh, always representing the Whatever You Say podcast. We appreciate you joining us here on this podcast, Fair Ones and Fairways. And, uh, Fernando, thank you again as well, my brother. Man, what, a, what an exciting time to be a boxing fan. Yes, sir. You know, we were talking about 2023 being one of the best years. Looks like 2024 is getting uh, started to a, a great start, man. We're after a great start here, first quarter of the year. You know, two big events already. Yeah. The, you know, thanks to His Excellency. Yeah, that, that's so, right. Turkey Alashi. And now uh, let's see what Bob Arum has in store for us in the United States. Let's that's see what right. PBC. I'm waiting to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, well, they're hooking uh, up with Amazon Prime, right? <laughs> so let, let's see what they got going on. Let's see when Tank comes back. Let's see Tank Davis come back or Abdul Wahid. I want to see Abdul oh, Wahid yeah. come Abdul back. Abdul Wahid. Yeah, Ivory, you heard that right? Tank Davis is no longer. Javante Davis, he is now Abdul Wahid. That's his new name. Yeah, man. I, I think that's that's something that's going under the radar. A lot of these professional athletes are are claiming and you know signing up with the with the Muslim faith. Kevin Durant calls himself a Muslim. I think that's that's a that's a popular thing that's going on right now. Hey, man. Uh, whatever brings you closer to peace and and, and is good yeah. for you in your life. God bless it. God bless it. Who's holding up? Who's holding up to it though? That's what I'm asking. Are y'all out here living that lifestyle? I, I gotta, I gotta see, man. I don't know. I, no, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic, boy. Because <laughs> you, right. you said something right. <laughs> that's a whole nother show, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> but listen, man. Hey, thank you, fellas, once again for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on social media. I want to plug that again. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Just look up Fair Ones and Fairways. And I think we're going to start getting active on the X platform, no, uh, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can just find us there at, yeah. at Fair Ones. And uh, again, thank you so much for letting us talk some of the sweet science with you. Until next time, y'all, keep your hands up.